Hello, thank you for joining me today for Give Him 15. The title of our post today is The Day the Music Died. Psalm 137, verses 1, 2, and 3. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. Upon the willows in the midst of it, we hung our harps. For there our captors demanded of us songs, and our tormentors mirth or laughter, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. A popular song in the 70s, American Pie, included the phrase, The Day the Music Died. It has always reminded me of this psalm. Though Don McLean's song was about a different time, place, and reason, it too was about the nostalgia that comes with closing a chapter in time. Ethan Reese says the song describes the end of, quote, a chapter that was good, youthful, and innocent. For McLean, it was lost when he discovered that his favorite musicians Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P., the big bopper Richardson, had died in a plane crash. The day the music died. And for America, he says, it came in the song. It came when the utopia of the 1950s was exposed as a veneer, giving way to the more socially conscious but turbulent 1960s, end quote. McLean was more prophetic than he knew. Innocence was indeed lost in the turbulent 60s and beyond. America the Beautiful still describes us on the outside. Internally, however, we are unattractive, discordant, ravaged by societal disease and moral decay. In their desire to be encouragers, many religious leaders refuse to point out the true condition of America. I get it. No one wants to bring discouragement and to be sure, a defeatist attitude must be guarded against. Faith believes what God says as the final verdict, not what is seen, but no serious doctor would begin treating a patient without first diagnosing the problem. To blindly declare that everything will be okay simply because God is good and gracious is beyond naive. It is unbiblical and untrue. An accurate diagnosis is not only sound wisdom. It is part of the healing process and as such, compassionate. Over the last 60 years, God has been pushed from America's heart by strongholds of death, pride, materialism, humanism, secularism, progressivism, socialism, revisionism, ignorance, immorality, pleasure, and more. With no brakes on the cultural gas pedal, we cast off restraint. 
speeding toward turns that could never be successfully navigated. We expelled God from our history, schools, government, and the core of American life. We borrowed and spent our way to financial dependence. We valued ideology over education, pleasure over responsibility, and self-love over self-control. And the church lost her voice, replacing truth with relevance, the scriptures with opinions, and biblical success with speed and size. Abortion, one of the horrible fruits of this downward spiral, now demands the blood of our children. A, gener a generation follows our disregard for life killing one another and themselves. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death among young people. Over 5,000 commit suicide every year. More than 13 each day. A sexual assault occurs on a teenager every eight minutes. 719 teenage girls undergo abortions every day. Roughly 10 million new sexually transmitted diseases, new cases of sexually transmitted diseases and infections occur in teens every year. 10 million. During the 20th century, the divorce rate rose 700% in America. 13 million children under the age of 18 are growing up with one or both parents away from home. 70% of all juveniles in state reform institutions, 70% come from fatherless homes. We wonder why young people grow disillusioned and dysfunctional. They are the product of our rebellion, reaping what we have shamefully sown. We are a nation inundated with hopeless addicts and lawless rebels. The United States is the single largest market on the earth for illegal drugs and leads the world in the export of pornography. We cannot build prisons fast enough to hold our criminals. As Nehemiah observed about his nation, our walls are down and our gates burned. Hosea's description of ancient Israel is also appropriate. We have sown the wind and are reaping the whirlwind. America's music has become horribly discordant. Yet many have become so tone deaf they don't notice. Our wealth, power, and indoctrination have anesthetized us to our true condition. You're bleeding to death internally while continuing to party on. We have become the proverbial frog in the kettle, slowly dying and unaware of it. Like the band on the RMS Titanic, we continue playing while the ship is sinking. Our propensity for treating symptoms, symptoms only has been foolish and futile. 
The water cannot be bailed fast enough. It is time to abandon our denial. Like the fearful, causeless army of Israel when facing Goliath, many Americans have convinced themselves that if we wait long enough, the shocking giants of the land will go away and leave us alone. This will never happen. Satan has no intention of letting up in his relentless assault on America. Every part of American society is screaming for cause-minded, impassioned warriors like David to arise. The cloud of witnesses is shouting, is shouting encouragement from heaven's balconies, imploring the church to shake off apathy and fear, find her voice, and resurrect her song. Take down your harps, they are shouting. Pick up your sling, five smooth stones, and run toward the uncircumcised Philistines of your day. It is not too late. And believers are responding. Davids are showing up for the battle. Caleb's are picking up swords. Elijah's are challenging Baal. Pastors are finding their voices. And thousands of believers are tired of being entertained and shielded from truth. Fed up moms, dads, soldiers, Businessmen and women have decided to confront and replace political eunuchs who have bowed to Jezebel's system. A remnant of the church and, yes, many unsaved patriots have taken their harps down from the willow trees and decided to sing again. Maybe the music didn't die after all. Perhaps it was only placed on pause. Most importantly of all, the king, the lord of the harvest and leader of angel armies is being moved by, pray, by a praying remnant. A passionate lover of people including those who don't know him, he has stood up. The warrior king is coming to save. Repentance and a turning back to God by an intercessory core are prevailing. A third great awakening has begun. God is gracious and determined to reap this great harvest. I won't take the time to read the following encouraging verses, but I've included them in the written post for those who would like to do so. In their book, Is It Real When It Doesn't Work? Doug Murren and Bard Shuren recount, toward the end of the 19th century, Swedish chemist Alfred Nobel awoke one morning to read his own obituary in the local newspaper. It said, Alfred Nobel, 
the inventor of dynamite, who died yesterday, devised a way for more people to be killed in a war than ever before, and he died a rich man. Actually, it was Alfred's older brother who had died. The newspaper reporter had bungled the epitaph, but the account had a profound effect on Nobel. He decided he wanted to be known for something other than developing the means to kill people efficiently and for amassing a fortune in the process. So he initiated the Nobel Prize, the award for scientists and writers who foster peace. Nobel said, every man ought to have the chance to correct his epitaph in midstream and write a new one. That's worth hearing again. Every man ought to have the chance to correct his epitaph in midstream and write a new one. Profound and worth emulating. God is giving America a chance to rewrite her epitaph. If written yesterday, even today, it would read, weighed in the balances and found wanting. But our gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, forgives sinners and heals nations. Let's pray. Father, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you for your mercies. They are new every morning. We give thanks that you love to demonstrate mercy. We are confident that it triumphs over judgment. Of course, America has done many things to deserve judgment our song of freedom and covenant with you has indeed been dying. But you are the resurrection and the life, bringing life out of death. You forgive and fully restore. And now it is the singing of principalities and powers that will end. Their songs of mockery and destruction will give way to redemption's song. So we ask you to raise up the giant conquering warriors you have prepared for this hour. May they be filled with zeal, boldness, and faith. They will raise the dead spiritually and physically. They will preach a powerful gospel of the kingdom and millions will come to know you. We decree this over the earth now and declare this to be the most significant season of taking out spiritual giants in history. We do so confidently because of Jesus and in his name. And our decree 
we decree that we will never stop singing the song of the redeemed. Amen. What portions of the post today we're taking from my book, Giants Will Fall. I am so grateful you joined me, that you're praying with me for this nation and the harvests around the world. Look forward to doing it again tomorrow.